Welcome back to the Frothcast, a podcast about Zen and the art of frothing. I'm your host, Hendo, and this is episode 12. This episode is a conversation accompanied by magnificent tunes as performed by my good friend, Zachary Oliver Williams. So come on down. It's a groovy time. Aloha and wasabi, my friends. Welcome back to the Frothcast. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so stoked to have you here. Speaking of aloha and wasabi, uh, I don't know if you saw or not, but I recently got a custom made mat that says just that. That's right. It says Aloha and Wasabi on it, and I'm pretty stoked how it came out. Maybe I'll be making more of them, or maybe just maybe the winner of my fantasy league, which is at the Frothcast fam on the WSL League site. Maybe the winner of an event or the overall winner could possibly potentially maybe win one as well. So join the club if you haven't already, my friend. Anyhow, I'm not going to rant or update too much today as I want to dive straight into the meat of the episode, which is, of course, one of my favorite conversations and musical performances that I've ever had here on the Frothcast, period. Actually, come to think of it, this is my first musical guest performance ever. That's right. I was lucky enough to sit down on the interwebs, of course, Zoom, get farted, uh, with my good buddy named Zach Williams, who is quite the talented and multifaceted artist. From art direction to design to music and beyond, Zach oozes creativity, and I'm always incredibly inspired anytime I'm in his presence. Without further ado, my friends, Please enjoy my chat with and the musical stylings of Mr. Zachary Oliver Williams. I'm recording. Oh, nice. I think we're we're getting the froth going. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Oliver Williams, the ledge dog himself, my friend. How are you doing today? Hey, buddy. How's it going, Hindo, my guy? It's so good to be here, chat you, play some stuff hang out yeah i mean it's been a long time coming i've been talking about having you on here forever so i'm stoked we uh finally made it happen yeah same well first off a little birdie told me you might have a uh premiere of a froth cast song <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was so inspired by the frothiness of the froth cast i had to write a little frothy two-line song for you so well it's been a long time coming and i'm super stoked to have you on and uh can't wait to hear it let's let it rip dog great let's load up the froth cast today Load up the froth cast today yeah. There's a big horizon and the sun is shining, baby yeah. Let's load up the froth cast today yeah. Load up the froth cast today yeah. Let's have a chat They run it back on the froth cast yeah. Dude, <laughs> I think we have a new anthem, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Holy shit, that was sick, dude. I love that. Load up the Frothcast today. 
Dude, let's run it back. Frick, I want to hear that like 30 more times. I was super mental, dude. I love that. That might be the new theme song, if you don't mind. All royalties to you. Only if you write the uh, the second verse. Dude, I would be honored. That would be so sick. For those of you listening that don't know, Zach is a huge musician. I'm super inspired by his music. And firstly, I mean, I've been listening to you play a long time, but it wasn't till last year that you released a song called The Slowdown. And that really just shook me to my core when the beginning of the pandemic was happening. People were panicking. I myself was over analyzing everything. Mm -hmm. And you wrote a song all about, hey, let's take a moment, slow down mm -hmm. and enjoy this time to think about ourselves and think about the world. Maybe do you want to start with playing the song and we'll talk about it after? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. I'd love to, man. Yeah, I can just play it through real quick. This is one of my favorites and you guys will soon listen and learn why. But uh, Zach, my friend, take it away, dog. Thank you. This is nothing now. Don't let your head spin. I'm still sorry for my sins. Feel a bit. 
down, slow down's coming. Yeah, I can feel it speeding up. Call it fate or call it luck. Give yourself, give all your love. That was fantastic. And that was one of the best live versions I've heard you play. I've heard you play a few versions and that for me definitely slowed me down. It's like free meditation right there. It's just awesome. slowed me, calmed me down. Thank you so much for that beautiful piece and contributing with that. That was so sick. Uh, I feel way more chill now, dude. Your voice <laughs> is amazing and your guitar and your harmonica next level. Do you want to talk about this song a bit and kind of where it came to you did it come to you were you thinking about it for a long time how did it evolve yeah it's, it's so rad to hear you say that it really just chilled you out because i think it was kind of uh what it did for me like whenever i was kind of playing with the music bit of it you know like the music is so simple it's literally one chord for most of the song and it kind of is that meditation thing you know um it kind of does what it says it made me slow down and kind of just chill just playing that song and i when i had the music i was like God, this is totally it. Like maybe this can can help, you know, like help slow me down, like maybe help bring an air of calmness to, to this and, and and even an air of positivity, you know, like you kind of said, like it was the craziest time and, and things were closed. We were like trapped in our houses and, and taking walks outside, trying to just get fresh air and, and, and be, be, be sane, you know? And so it kind of just came of, of that whole process, man. You know, I mean, we all did it. We were all in the same boat. We were all just trying to figure out how to how to live and what what we should be doing. You know, um, last last year, last spring, last summer. Um, you know, even even into now. You know, mm. and so yeah, the song just kind of came out of lots of long walks around Santa Monica, <laughs> um, and just thinking about you know like what was going on, um, and how you know the town was just so mellow. There was no one walking around. It was just you know like. You know, I was trying to like avoid drinking a bottle of wine every day. <laughs> you know, I think we were all in the same kind of same kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, same here. And I really wish that Costco and Walmart and these big stores played that song when people were panicked buying their <laughs> toilet paper and all that. Maybe they'd take a moment to chill out, right? <laughs> like yeah, totally. I was walking around, I'm like, I can't even wipe my ass, man, you know. <laughs> but I was wondering about that song. So how long did it take you to write it? Oh man, you know, it's one of those things with songwriting. I think you kind of when you have it, you have it. It's I just kind of sat down and typed it out. And and it's kind of what it is, you know. I, I was just playing it, like I said, for myself for for a while, you know, and just kind of enjoying enjoying the music bit of it. And then 
one morning I was like, yep, I'm just going to write this down and just kind of wrote down all the stuff that had been happening. And that was, that was kind of it. I'm pretty sure it was just on the floor of my bedroom at like six in the morning, one morning when I woke up, it was, the words were there. I'm always wondering because when I was younger, I used to write songs as well and they would come to me mm-hmm. and I'd finish them within 15 minutes. Now, yeah, of course, an idea comes to me and it takes three, maybe four, even a year to finish a song. Why is that as we get older, are we just thinking too much or? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think maybe it's, yeah, maybe we're thinking too much. Maybe we're trying to, trying to um, have a more concise thought or po- point of view whenever it's kind of already there, you know? Yeah, I, I can totally see that. But I don't know. For me, it's kind of just like the work is kind of already already there. Like, it's like I call I call it pre work. You know, like the walking around the neighborhood, the, the thinking about these things, like the days and weeks and months leading up to this song. You know, that's the pre work. And so, you know, the fifty minutes that it takes to write the words down is just the result of that pre work um, of that experience. So, right. Maybe the older we get, the more experience we have, and then, and then it takes us longer to kind of like to consolidate it down. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think what you're saying about walking around and experiencing everything that song is so relatable and i think about it as like a snapshot during that time mm-hmm. and a positive one because people could look back and be like you know this was the worst time etc it could be have like a very negative view but you listen to that song and when else would we have all the time in the world to binge the office or to <laughs> walk around and the freeways are open and the waves are well now they're more crowded but at the time when it all kind of started it was go enjoy nature and enjoy yourself. Like it's a really relatable song that I think a lot of people could relate to for sure. Yeah. And then like to your point, it really got people out, you know, like people, you know, started, you know, rock climbing, started surfing, started, you know, you know, running, they started kind of going into themselves and seeing what they really enjoyed to do. And it was, yeah, I, I think it was a very transformative time for a lot of people um, and, and a very inspiring time and almost an opportunity. And so, yeah, the song is kind of just about looking at it in that, in that light, if, if it's possible. Awesome. I love it. I've gotten so much from it. And it was on my Indy Crawford playlist for months and it was fantastic. And I'll continue to feature it and praise it because it's awesome. And uh, I'm always wondering, so how long have you been playing music and how did you get started? Yeah, man. Like I started playing music when I was a kid, you know, Um, I had a kind of wild upbringing and I ended up um, living in a situation where I had a whole lot of free time on my hands and I was a bit, um, uh, under a lot of restrictions. And so I had a lot of free time as a, as a kid. And uh, when I was uh, 14, I picked up a guitar that was at the house that I was living at. And um, there was only two places we were kind of allowed to go in school. And it was one was, or one was, uh, one was school and one was church. And that was kind of the places we were, we were allowed to go. And so, you know, I went to church a lot, <laughs> you know, because uh, that was one of the, op- the only other option to go besides school. So in church, you know, you have church band and church music, and there was a guitar at the, at the house I was living at. And that just made a lot of sense to me and the music just i know just just started happening and uh, i learned the guitar um i was you know teenager i was you know a sophomore in high school i think and um started playing in church and just got really into it had lots of free time in my hands to learn and kind of hone in the craft and became like the leader of the church band actually in high school which was which was really great because you get to play like two shows a week like to like hundreds of people it's actually the best gig ever when you think about it (laughs) but that's kind of how i got my start I was the leader of the church band and the church bought me my first guitar when I was 16. And uh, I have that guitar to the States hanging on my wall, but that's how I got my start. And I just kind of have been playing since then. And my guitar has always been my best friend. You know, I take it with me whenever I travel, I've always had it with me. And it's just like whenever no one else is around and, and I have my guitar, it's, it's all good. 
Dude, that's an amazing story. And yeah, I mean, we spent some time on the North Shore together last winter. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming out of the water and seeing you with your guitar and your harmonica and just hanging out. And we, you played some songs at the house and that was phenomenal. Like just always having it around you is such a good vibe, you know, like I just love the energy you bring and the songs you're playing that night. To me, it was so fun. And I was really inspired whenever I see someone living their passions playing music or doing their art and doing what they love it really inspires me to be like dude i gotta get on my shit so i appreciate your inspiration who as you were getting older kind of inspired your music do you have main influences or did you just start taking on your own yeah man, it's actually funny like i listen to all kinds of stuff man like really i think the thing that first got me into writing songs into learning stuff was jack johnson <laughs> mm, <laughs> like mm -hmm. probably like in my opinion one of the most underrated songwriters like really he's amazing he, uh, I think I was introduced to his Brushfire Fairy Tales album that came out in 2001. And I was just like, wow, this guy, like, I just loved how positive it was. It was so positive and, and, and had such a good message. And it, it just felt, I don't know, just happy. And, and it came from this world of, of like positivity. And I really loved that. So I think Jack Johnson is a huge influence in me. You know, I grew up listening to like, you know, Bob Marley, of course. There's like some blues people that I love, Lightning Hopkins, Muddy Waters. Um, those old blue guys, blues guys really are a strong influence in me, you know, just even in the slowdown, having that, like that heartbeat thump, you know, of, of the low E constantly. It's a, that's a lightning Hopkins blues thing, you know, you know, even like all over the place, you know, listening to Sufjan Stevens and, and iron and wine, all these kind of like different weird kind of musicians and songwriters. I kind of draw things from everyone, you know? Yeah. I really love the blues and love folk singer songwriter kind of vibes. That's awesome. And I think at least for me, it's hard for me to find that kind of music these days. Some mm -hmm. people are definitely pulling it off, but for you to take it with a modern twist and relate it with what was going on at the time was really cool. Like it's rare to see that. Yeah, I man, music is powerful. It's so powerful, and, and I mean, it's it's just such a great vessel to carry froth and carry stoke through, you know, mm -hmm. and turn situations that are negative and make them positive. You know, like that's why I love Bob Marley so much. You listen to his lyrics. Like he's talking about some heavy shit, you know? Mm. Um, and he's using the music as a vessel to kind of get it through. Um, and I think that's so powerful. And as artists, we're, we're tasked to reflect our, our times, you know? So um, I think any way we can do that is, is rad. And so all those people that I listen to tend to kind of, kind of try to do that. For sure. And I like how you said that he uses his music as a vessel. Cause I often, hear singer songwriters as well say that they're a vessel from the creative spirit that comes to them like mm -hmm. you know they can't take personal claim for songs that they write they say this song kind of comes and greets them mm -hmm. and they're just a conduit to express it as well do you ever feel that these songs come to you kind of out of nowhere you got to take your pen and paper and just write it down right away because it comes out of nowhere if you don't write it down it'll disappear Absolutely. I, I think like most, most songwriters you, you talk to will t tell you about, you know, their notepad or their, 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 um, their text stock they have to themselves. So they just like fill in things constantly. You know, I have a bunch of docs that just have little one-liners and things constantly, you know, that I just jot down during the day. But yeah, it's totally like that. That's kind of what I'm learning now. So I'm trying to do stand up. I kind of told you, and, uh, yeah. I'm starting to try to observe a lot more and see what stirs up emotions in me, what, mm -hmm pisses me off like Kygo's music or what makes me feel stoked <laughs> or what's bizarre with everything going on yeah. and try to take that into a positive twist, make a joke, most of times self-deprecating <laughs> about myself or my view, you know, which I think is really cool. Do you have anything new in the works that you want to kind of throw around and premiere? Sure, man. You know, like, you know, I guess to the point of, of music kind of being a, being a vessel of, of reflecting the times, you know, like, I think that's like, 
almost like we should be documentary people of what's happening. And, and if someone were to go back in time in the future and listen to our music, they should be like, oh, that's indicative of the times, you know? Right. I think back in the day I was hearing they sent a capsule out to space with a lot of things that represent what was going on at the time and music being a huge integral part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was just working on this song. Um, my grandmother, who's just a legend, she, she used to always say um, it takes all kinds to make the world go around. And uh, what she meant was um, there's all kinds of people out there that are difficult <laughs> and challenging and maybe don't think the way that you do. And just because they don't think the way you do doesn't mean necessarily that they're wrong. Um, or that they're bad. It just takes all kinds of people to make it all happen. And um, whenever during the election last year and during all this, the whole year, this that that thought came to my head all the time. Mm. Um, it's because we were all so divided and so you know pulled all over the place. But like, man, it takes all kinds. That's the whole point of it. It takes all kinds to make this world the way it is. And so, um, yeah, I'm just work. I've been working on trying to figure out how to articulate that. You know, um, like, but yeah, I can play, I can play through a couple lines of the song if you'd like. That's fantastic. You know we love it. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, the song's called uh, Takes All Kinds. World premiere? World premiere. That's awesome, man. And what a powerful message and so spot on, man. Like, I really love that. And I want to freaking sing it from rooftops. You deserve so many ears and so much acclaim. Like, you are very talented, dude. You inspire me. That was sick. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, I'm working on I'm working on a little record that's that should be coming out this year. And and um, it's kind of all about that, right? It's just how can I use music to to inspire positivity, inspire stoke, inspire froth, and inspire unity to people? I don't know. I, I just feel responsible you know to make something that's gonna do something <laughs> for sure i think the world needs it now more than ever for sure like you said last year was a trip and it's kind of trickling down now it seems like things are getting better for yeah for sure but if more people listen to your music it would be a much better place for sure yeah it's really cool to kind of come out come out out of last year and kind of start to like you know consolidate all of what happened to us all you know and like start to think about how to like articulate that so it's really cool man it's exciting to see how you're you know you're you're leaning into your comedy it's just really cool to see everyone start to be really expressive with their with, with their point, points of view which is really cool for sure and yeah i mean my life got flipped i mean so many others were way worse uh, but uh for six years traveling the world and not realizing damn i was spoiled and lucky to have done that and now to uh be grounded and 
pivot to something that I really love that maybe living in 15 years in LA, I should have done earlier, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm loving it. It's gotten me to have fantastic conversations with friends like you and just enjoying the curiosity and figuring out things that interest me. And it's a lot of fun to follow your passions. Like I'm super stoked for sure. And I love seeing you do that as well. I was wondering, I like to ask a lot of my more creative artistic friends who also surf because you yourself are a ripper shredder, my friend. Ew. And uh, I'm wondering about your relationship with the ocean. Has it inspired a lot of music for you? Uh, just being out there, is it a place of like therapy like it is for me? It's kind of like going out there, it resets everything. How does that relate to you and your music? Yeah, man, like I, I love surfing. You know, I, I didn't grow up surfing. I grew up close to the beach in Florida. Um, you know, for what it's worth, we, we went to the ocean, <laughs> you know, but you know, when I moved to California, I obviously was just like immediately enamored and just wanted to, wanted to hop out, hop in and get out there. And, and I've just been hooked on it since, you know, and we all have our own reasons for loving surfing, but you know, I, I love how you are just a human being out in nature, in the ocean. And there's nothing else with you. It's just you and your surfboard. And it's kind of, that's it. And I love the simplicity of it, you know, and, and I love just like peeling the layers back on, on the world whenever I can and just having really simple and pure moments. And I think surfing for me is like that. And it's the same thing when I'm, you know, sitting with my guitar in my house or sitting with my guitar in the park, you know, it's just that, that one-on-one -on -one special kind of like time that you have um, to kind of just focus on something, you know, whether it's focusing on the horizon, looking for the wave or focusing on the guitar. Um, it's just that kind of really chill, focus meditative time yeah i think you said meditative i mean that's really that's really what it is you know and yeah surfing for me is kind of just very analogous to that um so i've yeah i love it and it's the people that you come across too it's just this is such a great culture of, of travelers and people who are just always pushing boundaries and, and not afraid to go to weird places you know and surfing is great it's taken me all over the world and exposed me to so many different people and cultures and and weird islands and weird foods and places that i probably wouldn't have gone before um, and so for me, like that's surfing has really influenced my art um, on a level that probably is, is, you know, I'm just now starting to realize as, as far as like the exposure to things that have then informed the way I'm able to articulate, you know, my experience, which has been, it's been really great, but yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't have the biggest issue with the overpopularization of surfing right now, this surf boom. Mm -hmm. I think if it can provide what it gives to you and I and everybody else needs that to chill out with the stress of the rest of the world, I think that everybody should be welcome in the lineup, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's always been like this, these booms up and down and stuff. But uh, I don't know with the popularity, a lot of people are bummed about it, you know, but <laughs> yeah. we have our own ways of dealing with it. I think now more than ever, I think we should all as surfers just come together and be more welcoming because it can feel, you know, I just learned so much last year with like the BLM paddle outs and all that, how mm -hmm. a lot of it was segregated back in the day and people didn't have those opportunities to go surf. Yeah. And still maybe people don't have access and all that, but to inspire mm -hmm. everybody to get out there, I think is the way moving forward for sure. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Like surfing is so, it's powerful, you know? And I think like anyone who surfs like knows the power of it, you know, and it's something to be shared. Um, and yeah, it's hard to get more than one person on a good wave for sure <laughs> at the same time. But like, you know, I think there's, a, there's definitely, um, there's a greater, greater situation that's going on, you know? And I, and I think that like, it'd be, it'd be cool if people could, um, kind of see that and, you know, just share things and have fun and, and enjoy it. Cause people are, when you really connect to people, that's, that's the best thing, you know? Um, and when you really share things with people, that's the best.
For sure. I had some friends when I went out to Hawaii, I left my surfboards with them mm-hmm. and I left him some of my boards because he always talked about doing it. And a couple months later, he sent me pictures of him surfing and he's telling me how much he's loving it and how much it's calmed him down and made him get out there and kind of, you know, deal with the real world and just enjoy it, how much it's changed his life. I love looking at that and to see people who've taken it on as beginners and how much it's changed them. So moving forward, like I just want to share the froth with Groms and inspire kids to get out there, whether it's with DJing or editing or stand up or surfing, like the surfing for me is the equalizer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It chills me out. And on that note, I was wondering, so for a while you were with an organization called One Wave is All It Takes, right? An Australian based one? Right, right, right. Which is something that's like like kind of the, what we're talking about. It's doing, taking something that we love and, and giving it a bit of more meaning um, and more purpose, which is something really cool. Are you still a part of it? And what's going on with that organization? What is it all about? Yeah, sure. So, um, wow. So I guess this, the long story short is maybe like wow at this point maybe like six five six years ago i was in australia and i wanted to go surfing and a friend of mine said hey i have some friends you can surf with and i met them on a friday morning and these guys were on the beach wearing crazy colorful clothes neon clothes and like had face paint on i thought they just came home back from a rave or something and had an all-nighter <laughs> but they weren't they were there surfing and they were in a circle and they were you know talking about mental health and talking about uh how their weeks were and how they were doing i thought that was really weird do you know the day before you go surfing with your friends um but it turns out they do that they do it every friday and they've been doing it for a while and it started from you know these these guys who really saw mental health as a, as a, a challenge and a struggle for lots of people um and it kind of is like an unseen thing that people struggle with and so they started this organization to kind of bring light to that and um take something that they already do which is surfing and use it as a vessel to to help each other and uh I experienced this there in Australia like many years ago. And I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. We need this in LA, you know? And as soon as I came back, I started it here in LA and it's called One Wave Venice Beach. You can check it out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just this really rad community that started. And I just started going down to the Venice Beach breakwater with a bag full of neon colorful um, like boas and like <laughs> hats and stuff. And like basically just got people to start coming and we would circle up every Friday morning around seven and, and I would just kind of open it up to everyone and say, Hey, how's everyone doing? You know, like this isn't a party. We're not trying, we don't have to be cool here. We don't have to like pretend like everything's always amazing. Cause we know that it's always not. It's just a kind of a space for people to be real. And I was so surprised that people were like taking it and using it and like showing up and telling the stories about how they were struggling with things. And, and it was so cool. Cause someone would talk about their struggle and then someone would hear that and they would say, Oh my God, that was me last year. Here's how I got through that. So it was just so amazing to see this organic growth of, of like this community that was just based off surfing, you know, cause the whole idea is, is one wave is all it takes is like, yeah, you know, you know, man, when you're surfing, if you get one wave and it's a good wave, even if it's shitty wave, like you're stoked, you're like, wow, that was, that was totally worth going surfing. Like my head is way better. Right. For sure. Getting in the water, it will just change your headspace. Like it just, it just does. And so this, this is based around that idea, right? And so we would circle up, have a little honest chat about how things were going and we'd all go surf together. And we did that every Friday for, you know, many, many, many years, like, you know, four or five years or so, um, due to the pandemic we had to stop last year because it was like a gathering on the beach, but, but yeah, it was just really cool. And it's been so cool to see, um, I guess the, the follow through of that and how people have like really made legit connections through that. And like, have, it's just been really cool to see, um, and yeah, and I just have loved, 
I loved taking surfing and using it to make an impact, I guess. And so that's the way one wave was. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much the story of that. But um, I'm, I'm looking to start it back up as soon as uh, we can kind of have people safely on the beach together. Dude, we'll have to come back up and do it with you because I've been thinking about it a lot. And now more than ever, there's some new videos and things out that kind of focus on mental uh, health. And, um, you know, Andrew Droid Doheny's new movie that mm -hmm. came out called Short Circuit, he mm -hmm. even expresses to Dane Reynolds that he kind of fell in a symbolic hole and kind of lost it for a while, but came yeah. back and surfing helped him out. Same with Felipe Toledo. Like there's a WSL show all about it where he was kind of struggling with mental health on the tour. Yeah. and and all that and how it's kind of like not really spoken about in surfing or maybe even through the male perspective but um mm -hmm. you know we're expected to be these like tough dudes surfer guys that don't have feelings and can't be vulnerable <laughs> yeah. but i really respect when people can just be honest and have these conversations because it could literally like save somebody's life you know so mm -hmm. i totally respect what you guys are doing and next time you do it i'll come up and let's chat and surf and get weird with the floral i love it yeah man it's really great yeah people give me the funniest looks see like when you're on the way to go surfing like because six in the morning and you're riding your bike down the down the venice boardwalk and people are like looking at you like man this guy's got like pink leggings on like <laughs> you know like yellow like face paint on it's just hilarious and really cool too because it really starts the conversation because people like you said don't talk about mental health as much or maybe now the conversation is starting to happen more but yeah man like just being real is, is is really powerful for sure and i think wearing that goofy stuff and realizing like hey this is what surfing should be about it's yeah. so fun i'm enjoying myself and i'm not trying to be cool that right there i could take a page out of that book my dog um mm -hmm. Maybe we uh, lighten the load a little. I've loved talking about that. And should we play another jammer? And you got any tunes in your uh, book that you want to jam out and enjoy? Oh, sure, man. Let me, let me have a look see and see what I got here for you. Sick. We'll do a throwback to uh, where you were playing some awesome tracks, dude. And Benny Boy made us some lovely vegan bergs. Shout out to at veggies. <laughs> Shout out to Benny P. Shout out to Streets Veggies for the for the amazing burgers. Yeah, you got to get him on and get him talking about how to make the most delicious portobello vegan burger you've ever had. That's that's, that's dude. That's what we could do is like about. a cooking show version. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. I was wondering, what's LA like right now? LA is great. You know, honestly, it's like it's like I think you said it and you kind of you kind of recognized it. It's it's coming back. You know, things are kind of coming back. People are are getting less and less. I think this generally like fearful of other people. You know um mm. and they're just kind of opening up a bit more um it's it's kind of great and like we're getting that kind of like weird um like fake summertime spring thing happening now so uh the weather is just perfect and so it's it's good like the vibes here are really good and i'm really happy to see it because like last year was so heavy man um yeah <laughs> so but yeah this year is really really great and I'm, I'm stoked to see things start to open up and i'm start, stoked to see travel even potentially start happening so yeah man like i think it's going to be a really really good year i'm really feeling positive about it yeah, I love that. And uh, I still got a storage unit up there, so I haven't fully closed the door on L.A. I love to hear that because, yeah, like you said, it was pretty heavy last year. And it's just bizarre to see a city that thrives on entertainment with comedy and movies and restaurants and nightlife. And when that all kind of goes away, you see this crazy mass exodus of people going out to places like San Diego or North Shore and other places where the quality of life with beach life is kind of at the forefront. Absolutely. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just trying to find like a good song to play. I'm like going through the list right now. I'm trying to figure out what would be a really good one to play. Oh yeah, no worries, dude. Just jam away. Even freestyle is totally cool. You and I maybe sing together or whatever. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't played in a long time. I should have yeah, brought my guitar out. I need to. You don't have a guitar. You don't have a guitar. It's, 
it's behind me. It would take a while for me to tune and stuff. Uh, but I yeah. think I would love to do a song with you. And maybe you and I could um, collab on that Frothcast song. We should totally do that, man. Yeah, I, I literally just do that together in like a few minutes. Like, I think we could just put some effort to it and write a couple of verses for sure. And uh, for those of you listening on uh, Anchor, Spotify, RedTube, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast, Zach has a lovely background going on and he's got his harmonica and his guitar in front of him and he's just been cruising the whole time jamming out cruising cruising all right let's see what do we got here i mean how about i'll just play um i'll just play bob dylan how about that fantastic welcome back to the broadcast we got zach williams in the booth uh, i'm casey caselman uh we're topping off the top hits of the new millennium and uh take it away my friend Alright, this is like my one of my favorite songs of all time, and I think like I played it like so much during this last year because it was so relevant. It was just like it's written in the '60s, and it's just so relevant. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys should all recognize it. Sons and young 
daughters are beyond your command. The old road is rapidly aging. Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand. The times they are changing. It is cast. The slow one now, he will later be fast. And the present now, yeah, it will later be the past. The old way is rapidly fading. And the first one now, he will later be last. The times, they are changing. Wow, dude, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Williams, Bob Dylan remix, or Zach Williams oh, remix. remix of Bob Dylan's fantastic, dude. That was I, I just awesome. love that song. Go, go read the lyrics. They're crazy. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, one of them that stuck out to me was there's a battle outside and it's raging. I mean, mm -hmm. it just mm -hmm. puts this, something I love about music is how it can give me such visual. I'm a visual dude. It gives me such images in my head. And like you said last year, yeah, I mean, that lyric alone is like, Dude, there's so much chaos going on out there and but times are changing hopefully for the better yeah and it's encouraging too because like you know that happened then and like we got through it so um, i think we're gonna be okay <laughs> i like that reassurance dude that was so sick and thank you so much for playing that so you said you're working on an album this year uh when can people kind of expect to hear that we're looking for the end of spring so i'm gonna shoot around like march april kind of vibes Okay. And where do you record? Do you go into a studio or do you do it yourself? Or Yeah, I have a couple of places that I record. I mean, like I do the vocals here at my home because you can kind of like hide in your closet and record vocals these days, which is great. For sure. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm just kind of all over the place these days, but. Fantastic. And uh, anywhere that listeners can kind of check you out, your Instagram website, Spotify, et cetera. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I have the Spotify, I have the Spotify, like, like the, like the musicians do. Mm -hmm. um, you just look at my name, Zachary Oliver Williams, and you'll find me. And um, you can listen to the slowdown and you can be ready for the next drop to come. Mm -hmm. And I'll be featuring it again in the next coming weeks, Indy Crawford. It'll be the first song on the playlist. Wow. Got to get those plays up for you, dog, because you deserve all of it for sure. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I can't believe, firstly, I haven't had you on sooner and uh that i haven't incorporated music like this before because i've loved every single second of this this has been fantastic and i gotta have you back dude would love to come back man we can talk about all kinds of things we got a lot to talk about you know how you know we do for sure and uh we got that frothcast collab to start working on maybe i'll come up there and we'll do it in person and because i love that shit dude no the song <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we should do we should get the song we should get the song dialed in i agree yeah for sure. That was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Zach, dude, thank you so much for chatting and for jamming. Uh, I'm super stoked to have this and got to have you back sooner than later, my man. And stay safe up there. Keep shredding and keep the froth alive, doggy. Keep the froth alive. I, I love you, brother. You have a good one, my guy. 
Love you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, that's it for this episode. Please make sure to check out Zach's music on Spotify. You can find him under Zachary Oliver Williams and chuck him a follow on the old Insty under the same name. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to the next time we froth. And if you can, please rate, review, subscribe, swipe right or whatever, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Much love and thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.